And that's God's sovereignty. It's the broken things in life exist because of the fall. Jesus will come back and make all of it right. But in the meantime, his sovereignty means that he truly is, like Paul said, working all things together for good. Well, in case you missed it, this season of the Grace Lace podcast is a special one. I'm Eve Stipes, and together with my co-host, Ruth Jo Simons, we've been sitting down with musicians, Bible teachers, and friends to talk about how God's character has met them along their faith journeys. Why such a special season? I'm so glad you asked. Ruth's new devotional, Pilgrim, 25 Ways God's Character Leads Us Onward, released on September 12th, so we thought hearing about other people's pilgrim journeys was a great way to celebrate its launch. Today, that means we're sitting down with Laura Story to talk about what it means that God is sovereign. Laura Story is a wife, mother, songwriter, worship leader, author, artist, and Bible teacher. Her songs, which have won Grammys, Billboard Music Awards, and Dove Awards, include Blessings and Chris Tomlin's Indescribable. She's the author of several best-selling books and Bible studies, including When God Doesn't Fix It and So Long Normal. Laura has a Master of Theological Studies and a Doctorate in Worship Studies, and has served as a worship leader at Perimeter Church in Atlanta since 2005. Her greatest joy is being a wife to Martin and mother to Josie, Ben, Griffin, and Tim. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Laura. Laura, welcome. I am so thrilled to have you on the Grace Lace podcast today. I am so glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my goodness. If the only thing that could be better is if we were in the same room together, because every time I'm in the room with you and I got to speak at an event with you, um, just a few months ago and it was the second time we've been together, but it was the first time I realized I kind of don't want to go home. I just want to hang out with you more. (laughs) And you make me laugh. You make me think deep thoughts and we can like really engage at multiple levels. And I think that's what a really great girlfriend is, is somebody who you can laugh with and get tenderhearted about with. And you can also just talk about deep, heavy things and light, silly things. And so I so enjoy you. But honestly, you need to know that um, you've been a big part of our family for a long time through your music. And um, as you know, I'll give you a chance to share a little bit about yourself, but I just want you to know that your music has um, certainly been a part of the Simons household's encouragement for many years. And so to be um, real life acquaintances and friends together is such a dream and such an honor to have you on the podcast. So for anyone who may not have made the connection for how much your music has impacted their lives, will you please introduce a little bit about yourself and, and just a quick version of your story, maybe even just share a little so we have context. Yes. And wow. Thank you so much. That, uh, that's the highest, uh, it's the highest compliment, you know, when, when your friends say, Hey, that really encouraged me. So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. So yeah, I am a worship leader at on staff at a church called perimeter church in right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here 18 years and my husband and I have been married 19 years and we have our oldest is Josie. She's 10. And then we have Mm -hmm. twin year twin, um, eight-year-old boys, which oh is goodness. just, uh, yeah, it's a little it's bit a crazy. Lo- it's a lot of fun. Oh, oh most fun. days, most <laughs> days it's a lot of fun. So, uh, eight-year-old boys, we were joking earlier, Eve was saying that she had to like put her, her dog, like 
lock him in the basement for this. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I locked all my kids in the basement. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So eight, uh, 10, eight, eight, and then five, our, our youngest is Timothy. And yeah, just sweet family and very, very blessed to be part of a, a great church. And uh, yeah, just things are, you know, but like any mom of four or just mom of younger kids, <laughs> life's a little crazy. A little bit. A little yeah. crazy. Well, share a little bit of, um, well, because I wanted to point out that your song Blessings, which many people know, um, long before I ever thought that you and I would meet face to face, um, the the specific ways in which you describe um, the trials of our lives was probably, I just think the words were so poignant and so specifically um, um, edifying that our family we were, we were clinging to those words Mm -hmm. during a season where we felt lost, maybe not lost like other people. Well, you know, it wasn't a loss of a family member. It wasn't, um, you know, sickness. It was that we were going through saying goodbye to something we had invested in deeply. And it was just Mm -hmm. so painful. It was in our middle of our adult lives. And so I would love for you to just even share a little context of why, um, maybe, it's not that the suffering or the the trials is like the thing that you chose to want to write about. Yeah, but right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and I, I even appreciate you saying that because I think that part of how the song resonated so much is it helped people grieve maybe mm-hmm. in a way that other music uh, has not focused on that deep need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could preach Psalms talk right now, but I, mm. I, I was very oh, <laughs> just our, how, how much our souls need uh, lament and yeah. how the scripture gives word to that. And even some of us songwriters, you know, not anywhere near as well as the scriptures do, but hopefully model that. Uh, so our, like you said, loss, um, we, we had been married a little less than two years when Martin was diagnosed with a brain tumor mm. and he underwent a surgery that we thought he was going to be in the hospital recovering maybe two or three weeks, ended up being about three months. And when he finally was discharged from the hospital, um, we began to learn what life was going to be like um, with a brain injury from the tumor, from complications, from um, whatever, whatever, you know, sometimes it's just not worth going back and saying, was it the tumor? Was it the surgery? Was it the complications? Uh, All we knew was that we had a new reality that we needed to, to learn how to function in. And I think, so when I wrote the song Blessings, interestingly enough, it was probably five years after that initial um, kind of life change. And I think part of that was the first three to five years, you know, after you go through something like that, a lot of it is spent um, reacclimating logistically. So Martin lives with a vision deficit. He lives with a memory deficit. All of a sudden he was not able to work. He's not able to drive. Uh, Many life change. Yes. And so many of the tasks that you and I would take for granted, he struggled with and had to either, learn a new way to do them or just wasn't able to do them at all. And so it wasn't until years later that we were, (laughs) we were able to begin to kind of grapple with the spiritual aspect of, you know, there's like the, uh, Hey, we got to figure this out right now. But then all of a sudden we realized that our hearts were still grieving 
over this loss. And, and in a lot of ways, we're so thankful that Martin's life was spared. He very easily could have could have died in this whole process. And I think we had been so focused on, well, he's alive and um, mm-hmm. things are different, but but things are great. And, you know, as Christians, I think we also feel this pressure to go, oh, no, it's great. God's okay. good. He has a plan, you know. And we really hadn't wrestled with those hard questions of, okay, so God could have fully healed my husband, but he didn't. Right. And until we ask those hard questions as a believer, I'm not sure that we're, um, there's almost like an inconsistency um, with with what we're really feeling and, and what we're allowing our, our mouths to say. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that's kind of where the where the song blessings uh, came from. I love from. that. Yeah, it feels like so much of even the topic today. We're talking a little bit about God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. like that. Holding God's sovereignty always seems like it's intention with mm-hmm. other things, right? Like He is sovereign and He is good, and I don't feel like that. <laughs> and so, yeah. so much of that processing and learning is the tension. You can see why Laura is the guest that we really wanted to be able to talk about this topic of God's sovereignty. It's um, one of one of the the ways in which God's character meets us in our everyday lives. And you know that I have a new devotional coming out called Pilgrim, 25 Ways God's Character Leads Us Onward. And in this new devotional, my goal is really for us to go just one step deeper and and thinking through these theological truths of who God is because we think that life's journeys are all about us and about how <laughs> we're going to you know how we're going to figure it out and live our best right. lives or kind of get to where we want to go yeah. and really what we find is that life's journeys are for all our journeys all the paths along the way are opportunities for God to show us who he is and how yes. great he is. It's their invitations to draw us to himself. And so Amen. today we're talking about sovereignty. We're talking about um, how this particular aspect of who God is has met us in our everyday lives. And Laura, I would just love for you to share, like, um, in sh- especially in sharing that context and that story that you and your family have walked through, how did you come to understand God's sovereignty? I mean, this is like yeah. a really difficult context, right? This is oh, yeah. And I've that, completely that you want to grasped snap your finger. His, yeah. <laughs> now that I understand his sovereignty, I can explain it to you. <laughs> well, I thank you so much. I know. I'm like, how do I, t- how do I say, um, how long did it take for you to actually get to the point where you're like, God is sovereign. God is good. You know, because oh, it's actually great. really hard, right? Yeah. And what yes. are what are some misunderstandings about God's sovereignty? I love that you just got oh, ahead so of this conversation and even said sometimes as believers, we want to just say, "Oh, okay, it's good. all going to be okay." But yeah. God invites us to wrestle with mm. His sovereignty, and He wants us to yeah. understand this. And so, can you just open this up yes. for us a little bit? Absolutely. So, God's sovereignty—you know—the very little that I've begun to understand in my forty-something years on this earth. Uh, so, you think about the word "sovereign" when we say God is sovereign, and anyone that's like a um, like a fan of what British television, like the crown, they would call you know, the sovereign. And yes, so there, yes. there is this sense that God is above all. He mm-hmm. is Lord. And that, that's a big part of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, someone told me a very long time ago, you can't say no Lord. If you're going to call him Lord, the answer has oh, to yeah, be yes. Oh yeah, that's good. That's such yes. a good point. It yeah. always yeah. has to be met with yes. Yes. And so you have 
that kind of sense of sovereignty. And but another aspect of that is his providence. And mm-hmm. I've heard his providence defined before as believing that everything that enters into our lives has been filtered through God's loving hands. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. That's yes. hard. So that's that's the cancer, that's the infertility, that's mm-hmm. the um, child that's on the spectrum. That's that's all of those mm-hmm. things. And, and but before you you think, okay, well, how could a, a wonderful, loving, caring, healing God allow such brokenness? The other thing that I feel like we have to remember is where those broken things come from, mm-hmm. like why God allows those broken things. And I think the scripture, you know, th- this could take us you know, all day to talk about all the different things the scriptures have to say about it. But if you had to boil it down just to two, uh, two things that the scripture has to say about brokenness in our lives. One would be Romans five, the brokenness comes from the fall, you yeah. know, and anyone yeah, that's yeah. familiar with the biblical narrative, you have creation, God made everything perfect. Um, man messed it up, fall. Yes, and then God yeah. put together this beautiful plan of redemption. Right. So um, it's not so much, you know, you ask different people, you'll get different answers. If you ask me, I'll tell you, it's not that, I mean, God is not the author of sin. He's Mm -hmm. not the author of brokenness. Um, The fall Romans five, but the other place in scripture that you, that I just probably one of my most favorite stories where you see brokenness is John nine. And you have this man who has been born blind and these disciples that, that are just trying to figure out the question everyone's asking, why why? did this happen? And he says, okay, was it, whose fault was it? Cause that's really what they want to get down to. Right. In so much of my life, I want to know who can I blame this, this this hard thing hurts and I want to blame somebody. And he says, is it him? Was it his sin or was it his parents' sin? And Jesus is very quick to say, this man was born blind that Mm -hmm. my works might be displayed. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, which one is it? It's both. And that's yeah. God's sovereignty. It's the broken things in life exist because of the fall. Jesus will come back and make all of it right. But in the meantime, his sovereignty means that he truly is, like Paul said, working all things together for good. Mm, so good. That's a great definition. That's, that those is two passages second. are really helpful to like pull all of that out. Ruth, you asked an interesting question, and I would love to get your take on it too. What do you think that people misunderstand about God's sovereignty? Mm. Like, what is it that either is really hard or that they just kind of miss the mark on? Well, I think Laura touched on that in that I think people, including myself, I think that I start at the place of if God is sovereign, then he ought to think like I think, like he ought to want the things that I want because I've thought long and hard about it. And I think that this is the right way to do it. We, I don't start at the character of God and think through, oh, God is sovereign. Therefore he will only do what is right and true in the Mm -hmm. end and the best for his glory and my good. And so I think that the misunderstanding is that sovereignty equals everything looking fair or everything looking right, or that justice right now for all the things that are wrong. Yes. I don't, I don't, um, I, and those who misunderstand, I think oftentimes, um, we fail to think of God's sovereignty in the big picture of every aspect of his character Mm -hmm. and every aspect of scripture from beginning to end, because I I don't think you can take sovereignty just on its own and just be like, God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. Therefore in about 20 minutes, we should see a a good result here. No, God is sovereign and he will be faithful 
and do what he says, but it will, it, it, he's going to complete the story yeah. of all his promises. And that's, that may or may not be something we can immediately see. It's always amazing to find companies that you align with on a heart level and dwell differently is one of those companies for me and the entire Grace Lace team. It's no secret that we think memorizing God's word is a key component of being able to preach truth to yourself as you navigate a myriad of life circumstances. The words we practice over and over have power. And when the words are scripture, they can encourage us, point us to Christ, and strengthen us on a soul level, even in really difficult seasons. Dwell is a company whose mission is to help you fix God's word in your heart and mind through a monthly membership. When you sign up, you'll have a kit that has temporary tattoos or stickers, a keychain, and a print featuring that month's verse design. It's a fun way for your whole family to begin memorizing scripture together. Sign up to get your first month free at dwelldifferently.com when you use the code GRACELACED. Now that, and that's such a good perspective. Mm. We can't always see it. Our church has been studying through the book of Acts. Mm. And uh, one of the things you see, is, as you ladies know, is uh, you see extreme persecution. So you see, okay, we've got to right. snuff out Christianity. We've got to beat them. We've got to kill them. And as they, um, as this extreme persecution began, it it truly scattered believers, mm-hmm. which is exactly how the gospel spread. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly how you and I right. even oh, heard man. the message. Yes. And but but some of these men, they don't get to see that men and women yeah. who who were burned at the stake. They didn't get yeah. to see the fruition um, mm. of of you know, the work that God was truly doing. I think about, you see, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself now because I am not a artist painter, like what you do. <laughs> uh-uh, can't do it. Um, but I would imagine if you zoom in super close to one of your paintings and you take just like a tiny little square of it, you're looking at it and you're like, I have no idea what this <laughs> what is. What is this? Yeah. I have no idea what exactly. Ruth was yep. thinking yep. when she, <laughs> this gray smudge. Yes. And then you back up and you see that that gray smudge is part of this amazing sunset. Yes. And that's such a I feel point. like this is, this is what our, it's, our life is a snapshot. And that's where it comes to that whole yes, Lord idea of where we have, I think it was Madeline LaEngle that said, where we have point of view, God has view. Hmm. We just have a point of view. He's the one that sees love the full that. picture and we just have to trust him. Oh, that's so good, Laura. So I have to ask because, you know, um, to know you is to know joy and rejoicing. And I mean, you light up a room, you really do. And I feel like you're full of, and I know, I know I don't live with you. And like, here are the times when you hopefully yell across the room as well and, and get mad at people in your family. The many, but- <laughs> many times this morning I've already done that. Yes. But you, you are, um, I, I think anyone who comes around, you knows that you choose rejoicing, you choose joy. Yes. And, I want to know on a practical level, um, how does knowing that God is sovereign, because I know that you don't wake up in the morning and immediately go, 
because God is sovereign, I welcome every circumstance. <laughs> I am rejoicing right. that I have another doctor's appointment or that there's no answers for this yeah. or that yeah. the result of this means that I have to work extra hard or that I don't get to take a break or that now I have to drive or I have this. <laughs> I, you know, that you don't, yeah. you don't necessarily count up all the things that you have to do in response to the circumstance mm-hmm. and go, but God is sovereign. So therefore, I'm so yeah. happy about it. So I would like to know the inner dialogue in the the way you have to preach to yourself and what yeah. actually has to happen in the Laura story brain or the, the family, yes. the <laughs> dynamic, like what, what yes. happens with your kids or with your husband or what do you guys have to do tangibly to actually recall mm-hmm. God's sovereignty and make the right choices for how you're going to respond today? Oh, that's good. Well, you know, I'm, I can tell you about the days that we do it well. I can, I'll also, I can also share about the days we don't do it well. I'll start with the days we do it well. <laughs> um, I think some of it, you know, when you think about God's sovereignty, really it comes down to control. Hmm. And in order for us to accept God's sovereignty, we have to accept there are things that he is in control of that we are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are things that we are in control of. So, for instance, um, I am not in control over what everything that has happened to me in my life. Mm -hmm. And I have to come to a point where I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I cannot choose everything I walk through. But I can choose how I walk through the things that I walk through. Mm -hmm. So when Paul is talking about rejoicing in our sufferings, He's talking about choosing joy. And so there's some moments that we just have to choose joy. And it can be for spiritual reasons. It's, it, it's, it can be because we believe the scriptures that, you know, God is doing all these things for his glory and for our good and for a bigger story that we can't understand. Sometimes we just do it for the sake of those around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can... Sometimes I just do it for my own soul. I, uh, it's important to be grateful. It's it's important for my kids to see me being grateful. Uh, And that's probably the scariest thing uh, is how we walk through, how we walk through what we walk through in front of our children. Mm -hmm. It shows them what I believe to be true about God. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that may be the most terrifying thing as a parent, you know, and even if you're not a parent, how you walk through the trials of life, show the people around you, um, the watching world, what you believe to be true of God. You know, Mm -hmm. if I'm wringing my hands, um, wondering whether God really is going to come through, wondering whether this really is, is part of a a bigger story. um, It, it shows people uh, a small God that Mm -hmm. isn't sovereign. And so in a lot of ways, I have to remind myself just that the way that I respond, the way that I choose to respond. And, and that doesn't mean that you have to put on a smile, like this right. Pollyanna face. Again, back to the Psalms. You know, I'm a songwriter. I'm always going to go back to God's hymnal for his people in the yeah. Old Testament. Um, if you were to, if you were to guess, okay, I'm just going to do this quick. If you were to guess, and Ruth, if you know this, then you can't guess. Just, just eat. Um, <laughs> What do you think is the primary type of psalm? Okay. Like, what do you think out of all the psalms, what do you think there's the most of? Well, Adoration, 
I'm going to go with lament, actually. Oh, you did get it right. <laughs> well, okay. it's funny. My pastor wrote a book on lament. So I, oh, okay. I'm you, well you know, it's really, it's, you're just so spiritual. You're no, just so not spiritual. at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> well, I think I think it's a lot of times that shocks people because yeah. it, it's not always, <laughs> it's not the one we usually turn to to open up our worship service. <laughs> right. and, uh, let's, let's sing a good lament this morning to get us going. <laughs> you know. Uh, but the truth is, is you see in the Psalms how much God, um, how much he uh, validates mm. our emotions. Yeah, welcome. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't just say, hey, just believe this truth and get your, get your emotions in order. Like he, yeah. he wants us to come to him and express our disappointment. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. And uh, last thing I'll say about that, again, as a mom, I can teach my kids about God's sovereignty in a way that shuts them down. You're like, mm-hmm. God's good. He's in control. Don't even question. Mm-hmm. Or I can really draw out um, their lament because I mean, we're yeah. all, we are living in a family with disability. Mm-hmm. And that we've learned to do things well. We've learned to somehow limp and thrive at the same time. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that, um, that we don't still ache a bit. Right. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean, and, and every season with the kids, we kind of hit a new um, kind of landmark where the disability rubs up against that new season of life yeah. and allowing our kids to talk about um, that. It is sad that they can't jump in the car with dad and go to baseball practice. Mm. Dad can't drive or mm-hmm. with dad's memory, you know, he forgot this thing that was important and getting, mm. getting them to be able to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I think is, is important to in the process of accepting um, God as a loving and sovereign God. Yeah. yeah that's Holding so good. So good. Thank you for sharing that, Laura. I think that it just helps I mean, I can, I imagine that we have listeners who are listening right now and they may be walking through something similar that there's, there's disability, there's, there's difficulties, there's unwanted trials that they did not think were going to come their ways in their, in mm-hmm. their lives. But then there are those of us who are just lamenting some things that we can't change about the way we feel or the way, you know, the season that we're in. And I think regardless of what, you know, we're going through, I think God's sovereignty is that is the reminder that we need that we need to constantly kind of come back around to the character of God. Okay. If he's sovereign, then how am I responding in this moment? And it doesn't mean that I have to immediately think that everything is good and easy, but it means that, that because he's sovereign, I can actually go to him and say, I trust you. Help me trust you more. I believe you help me believe you. Right. in a new way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, take, even taking the next step. I was thinking when you were talking that, no, you don't want to fake it because I, that's not doing anybody any favors. You don't need to fake it. But mm-hmm. even when you respond in obedience to a good and sovereign God before your kids and yes. you don't, you don't necessarily want to be the leader, but you're like, I'm going to mm. choose this because it's the, it's the, I know it's the right response. Yeah. I would imagine mm-hmm. that sometimes even choosing obedience actually turns your heart to toward God. Um, even though your motivation was to set a good example before your kids, even that even you choosing to die to self and be like, 
Mm-hmm. I want to honor the Lord. I want to show them what it is to worship a holy God, a God that I don't always yeah. fully understand in this exact moment, yeah, but I will yeah. do it anyway. That that right. actually softens your own heart to walk with him more. You know, that yes. it's, a, it's the stepping forward, taking that one step in obedience yeah. that will even soften your Absolutely. heart to know him more. Yeah, absolutely. And you think about what it means to be a people of faith. Like that, we can't even call ourselves a people of faith if we've never had a moment where we had to walk in obedience um, in a situation in which we did not understand what God was doing. We did not understand why something looked a certain way, you know, because it's confusing sometimes. You know, well, he answered this prayer, but he didn't answer this one. And he, uh, you know, Susie prayed that and he answered it like in a week and I've been praying it for 10 years. Yeah. So what's the deal? I know. And, and so, uh, I think a lot of times people feel like uh, if they're experiencing that, they're like, what's wrong with me? It's like, no, no, no. What's right with you? Like Mm -hmm. that is what it actually means to be a person of faith is trusting God when we can't necessarily see his plan. Amen. So good. Wow. Well, in um, Ruth's devotional, each of the characteristics or ways of God are paired with a hymn. And I think the one for this one is He Will Hold Me Fast. But Laura, are there any other hymns or songs that come to mind for you, like a way that you help tangibly remind yourself of God's sovereignty by singing? Uh, man, I so many. Um, yeah. yeah and I mean, I me sing fast. your song. I mean, I sing lessons. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. Right? I mean, we sing your song to remind us of God's sovereignty. But, oh, that's yeah. so, that's so sweet. I, um, golly. Yes. So many. One of the ones that we sing as a family and it is, it is well with my soul because mm-hmm. it's simple enough yeah. for even our five-year-old Timothy. And they'll, that they, it, it's funny. We'll be around the table and we usually sing a blessing and we'll, <laughs> Well, they'll be fighting over who gets to do the echo and who gets to do the first part and the second part. And they're literally, they like have knives at each other's throats. (laughs) I want to sing the second it as well. And I'm like, I kind of feel like you're missing the point here. You're missing something here. Oh my goodness, that is too much. Yeah, they can be like, nothing's going well at the table, but it is well with my soul. Of course. But but that's that's life. It's Uh like... it's a good picture, actually. <laughs> it's not that it is well with my circumstances. Right. It's yeah. that yeah. in the gospel, um, things can be well with our souls without things being right, all made right in our world. Mm, um, and that. that's the beauty of of knowing Christ and having a a steadiness and and a stillness about us um, that is true. It's based on the on the character of God, mm-hmm. like like you're saying, you know, and really the person of Jesus who lives in our heart. Amen, amen. Okay, so can I prevail upon you to sing a little for us? I would love oh my for goodness. you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I never want. I to would assume, love but to listen, sing. That's like basically my dream is to have <laughs> you on my podcast singing oh my goodness oh my gracious singing. hey well do you want me to sing um he will hold me fast you say well now you, that you, you said you tell me well my soul i kind of want both but but <laughs> i'll i'll do a you? snippet we'll do it we'll, we'll do a I'll mashup do, yes. how about that oh that's even better i, I, I love I, lo- I love all the oh, songs yes. <laughs> oh i love that i love it i'm, I'm like your little uh um karaoke machine here i'll, I'll play with <laughs> All the worship songs. Yeah, you, you're going to have to just eventually cut me off. So. DJ Laura Storm. Yeah. 
faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. And I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold, he must hold me fast. He will hold me fast, he will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so, he will hold me fast. so kind to ask me part of my morning thank you what a joy (laughs) we just need to always have guests who will sing to us oh my the best part (laughs) i am really ministered to thank you laura what a joy thank you thank you thank you and thank you for sharing these very um personal heartfelt and um behind the scenes look at how we can apply and understand god's sovereignty when it's not just a season. It's not good. The, the, yeah. the, the pain is not going to just go away. It's not going to be right. tidy and neat and that we have to remember God's sovereignty day by day, little by little, and trust him more, even in the midst of things that don't, um, don't go our way all yeah. the time. That. Yeah. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the projects you're currently working on. I, well, just as a side note, I would love to hear all about your travels to Ireland. You were out with the Gettys <laughs> and songwriting yes. and I was trying to keep up with all that, but, um, you're working on lots of things, I'm sure. So tell me yes. what's going well, on in your life these days. Yeah. Well, with the Getty group, we, um, we're, we're working on a hymnal. And so all of oh, my stuff I is very that. music related coming up. Uh, and so we have, you know, conference recording, lots of things coming up with that. And actually the guy that wrote the newer chorus to, that I just sang that he will hold me fast. He and I have a new song, um, hit and a guy named Jordan Coughlin. And, mm-hmm. and we're excited about that. Uh, that'll be, yeah. it's called come, come unto Jesus. That's coming oh, up soon. And it really is about, um, you know, we talk about knowing that God is sovereign doesn't just make all the hard stuff go away. Um, but we have Jesus who calls us to come to him um, and says his yoke is easy and his burdens light. And so that song kind of points to that. Also have a, a worship book that I am working on. I've been oh, a worship leader really? for 20 something years now. When I say working on, like I'm just starting. It's, uh, I don't even, working. I shouldn't even that's tell, I shouldn't on. even talk about it because like no, in 2028, you, you should be looking for this. <laughs> It's going to be a while. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah, but excited about it. I'm so excited about that. Cannot wait. Oh my goodness. So fun. And where can listeners find you? Where do you hang Yes. And when I'm not doing music stuff um, at my church, I am all over the road, at least with one of my children. And uh, see, laurastorymusic.com 
or, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. But come see me at an event. I speak at a lot of, I do a lot of the same stuff that Ruth does. I speak at a lot of women's events and uh, that is just my delight getting to teach the Bible and, and meet women, share my story, hear their stories. Love it. You don't want to miss it. I mean, she is wonderful in both song and substance of, of teachings. Thank you so much for serving the church and for being a blessing to me, Laura. Thank you, Thank, friend. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope it's been an encouragement to your soul, regardless of where your pilgrim journey finds you today. If you find this podcast enjoyable, we would be so honored if you would take a minute to rate the show and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen. And if you haven't already, grab a copy of Pilgrim, now available wherever books are sold. Learn more at pilgrimbook.com.